0: It is Monday, March 7th, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Okay, since we last checked in, Russia's invasion of Ukraine triggered market action that added more than $4, more than $4 a bushel to SRW wheat. Can I say that again? Added more than $4 to SRW wheat futures. Push crude oil futures to $138.50. March corn even briefly touched $8.50 bucks a bushel last week championship week is here in college basketball coach k checked out of camden with a loss and i don't even want to talk about what's going on in baseball right now i'm agritalk host chip flory and that is pro former policy analyst jim wiesmeyer good morning jim good
1: morning chip yeah if you ever wanted to know what straight up markets were look at a weight chart
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely this is uh one of the most well It's not one of the most. It is the most uh, dynamic market that I think we've ever had to deal with. There were times last week, Jim, that 2022 crop contracts were limit up in wheat, while 2023 crop contracts were limit down. Yeah, I've never... Experienced anything like that? Hmm. The amount of volatility that that farmers are having to deal with right now, at a time that they're trying to make final decisions on which way they're going to go with their acres, it, it's just uh, what a daunting task, man. Yeah, we now know what war markets are. These yeah, are war markets. Yeah, absolutely. They certainly are. Uh, I got a feeling that there's going to be a lot uh, in in the conversation. Uh, Today, So if, if you've got any questions, want to participate in the conversation, there's a comments tab over on the right side of your screen. Click on that. It should bring up a dialogue box for you at the bottom right of the page. I do want to stay on the markets, Jim. Sure. Um, CME Group increased the daily trading limits on wheat to $0.85 cents on the winter wheat contracts, raised the margins, the maintenance margins on most markets. You know, those are the kind of moves that typically uh expedite a, a market's ability to finish a move and why would that be because you can factor things in that much faster okay. if you've got if you've got wider daily trading limits you, and and the market thinks it's got to cover three bucks you can cover three bucks that much yeah. faster
1: it's like driving on a desert road where you've got a straight. Uh, you know, straight highway, right? Yes,
0: yes, and, and no cops
1: around. Uh, right. I am curious. Uh, with the uh, in this type of market, did wheat come off today at all, or not, or, or did not it, yet? Did not,
0: did no, the the limit? old the old crop the old crop. Uh, shoot, I shouldn't say old crop. The twenty two crop contracts are trading off limit in in winter wheat. The May contract for SRW. Is still locked up the eighty-five cent daily trading limit as of the suspension of trade.
1: Well, traders are watching wheat. What did corn Corn. and soybeans
0: do again when it Uh, corn was? It came off the session highs late in the overnight. uh, Ended up two to eight and a half cents higher, and soybeans steadied to fifteen higher.
1: Okay. We had another daily export sale to China. To yep. me, it's only news now when they don't announce a daily to China.
0: Right, right. Oh, the, the amount of demand that China has brought to the bean market here over the last three weeks is just, it's uh, nothing short of phenomenal. No question about that. So uh had, uh had a guest, Andy Schistler, on Agritalk on Friday afternoon, and he talked about the ability of the, uh, of the CME group to make some adjustments to how the commodities are traded that could ultimately give, give the markets an opportunity to end this rally. I'm not saying that it's done. I, I'm not saying that $0.85 cents a day in, in, a, in, an ex, uh, in the daily trading limit is enough to do anything. I'm not saying that the increase in the margins is enough to force anybody out of the markets. But they're starting to try.
1: Well, with this bull market, you're going to need a lot of rope. Uh, It's just uh, in my interviews over the weekend with longtime traders and analysts, I I won't even tell you some of the upside, Chip, that they were saying if this war continues. And that's the key. And you've right. said that before. How right. long will this war with Ukraine last? Because we're they basically echo our U.S. planning time. So if it goes into that, yeah. then you, your upside is still a lot higher than you know current values.
0: Yeah, uh, there's commentary out there about uh, how any man in Ukraine, 18 to 60 years old, is carrying a gun. Uh, he's not going to be doing any farming. I. They, they are still farming. Uh, we need to keep that in mind. They are still farming. I don't know if they're going to be able to continue to farm. But as of as of this moment, I mean, the cows are still getting milked. Yes. The hogs are still getting fed. I know that that's different than row crop. And I know this. I know this, Jim. The market is not prepared, not prepared no. to lose a Ukrainian crop for a year. No, because that you're not just losing a Ukrainian crop. Who's going to buy it from Russia? So you're losing a Russian crop too. Well, and it's the port situation. Uh,
1: yep. There, there, there's a, a bombs and the mines in the ports now. Yeah. So you got to take them out. That takes time. Uh, who owns the grain, because if Russia absconds with it, you know, you have a lot of and how do you get paid and things like that. And this is the time in Ukraine. uh, People tell me that you side dress wheat and that's not happening.
0: Right. So yield
1: forecasts are coming down. The majority of analysts I talked with have factored down uh, Ukraine production by around 50 percent. I mean, that's just the consensus I'm hearing, not to zero not to zero.
0: Right. You know, in the, uh, in the vein of um, the market will quit going up when everybody is finally in, you know, including your neighbor's dog on the long side of the market. Ken just made a comment here. I follow a few investment forums and they are all asking how to invest in grains. So not sure if that's a sign of the top or that we have another few legs to go higher. That I'm not sure either, but the the last of the money is probably looking to get into these markets now. Yeah, That's absolutely, good point,
1: especially if you're primarily an equity trader.
0: Yes, yeah, and all of a sudden you look over there at the ETFs in grain, or you look to the futures. Uh, the you're you're looking to to get in in on some of this hot fast money that is uh, flowing around the grain markets right now, and around the energy markets. Jim, one thirty eight fifty in Brent crude overnight. My gosh. Uh, we're back down around 118, but it, it was an incredible move that we saw to the upside.
1: You're going to w- go well over $4 uh, a gallon gasoline in the U.S. It hit $4 on Sunday. Uh, again, upside, we don't know at, at, at this time. And there's all sorts of policy implications there, Chip. And my talks with the White House And other people in the U.S. government, uh, they're just first coming to grips with some of their options. It looks like sometime this week, the U.S. will announce a U.S.-only embargo of uh, uh, Russia uh, oil buys. Now, Russia can sell that elsewhere, but they're having trouble selling what they have, even at a 70% discount. Right uh, uh, on it, but uh, it, it you know some of the options I'm hearing that they're at least talking about at the White House. Just you scratch your head, and we've had the conjecture last week the renewable, you know, fuel standard program. When we even haven't had the official announcement from EPA yet on that, right. so I think that's a little ahead of itself. But what scares me is sometimes when I talk to White House people, I ask how, how much you know commercial corn for example, have they ever eaten just as a test? And most of them don't know the difference between commercial right. corn and and food corn.
0: Right. Yeah. And here they are making decisions based off of uh, that extensive base of knowledge yes. of what we use this corn crop for. Uh, frustrating, frustrating to say the least. But that's why we've got a USDA secretary, Jim. Absolutely.
1: And he was at the cabinet meeting last week, and he should counsel, and he probably did. Uh, I do want to caution the audience. On March the 9th, this week, USDA releases their WASDI. Don't hmm. expect too much from USDA on this one, because ever since the World Board was created in the mid-1970s, they, and for right reasons, they are truly independent Uh, uh, agency within USDA. They don't forecast policy, and they don't advise people in the White House on policy. So they're going to be limited, probably, in in what they say. I do hope they put a a black box around it on the front page to acknowledge that, you know, this week. So it's going to be their assumptions, and uh, frankly, I think the you know, private trade is probably going to be better in their prognostications on what's ahead.
0: Right, right. Okay. Uh, Let's stay on the energy markets here for a little bit. Uh, (laughs) So as you said, we're we're considering banning imports of of Russian oil. (laughs) I kind of think maybe that's a good idea.
1: Well, Congress is ahead of the White House has been really dragging their feed on this one, Uh, so they're going to go along eventually.
0: Right. But uh, the Biden administration is considering a trip to Saudi Arabia. Uh, I I would assume to ask Saudi Arabia to pump more. They, they were with uh, Venezuelan officials over the weekend. Uh, They are wrapping up talks with Iran. I shouldn't say wrapping up. They are in talks with Iran on the nuclear side of things so that eventually we could start pumping more oil from Iran. Why, why do we continue to go to the countries that, that want nothing but, but bad things to happen to America for our energy?
1: Yeah, not only that, it gets worse. We are consulting with Russia. On the final terms of, of the, the Iranian Iran. deal, it's just you can't make this stuff up, and they don't talk about uh, increasing production in the United States. The number of emails I've received on that are many. As far as why doesn't this White House look to the U.S. for increased production? Because just the the the, the White House press secretary. Uh, Gensaki consistently says, "Oh, how would how would have the uh, Keystone XL pipeline help? Uh, it it wouldn't be in operation right now. Well, it wouldn't take that long, and it's because of the dragging of the feet by the Biden by the Obama administration, and now uh, the uh, you know, Biden administration. But you could be pumping out eventually eight over 830,000 barrels a day." Yeah. Versus the six hundred thousand or so barrels we were importing and, daily from Russia until recently,
0: and just think of the negative signal that was sent to oil producers and refiners and energy producers in general, natural gas producers in this country when they nixed the XL pipeline. They they said that that fossil fuels have no future in this country. That's the the bottom line of the messaging that they sent to the to the energy producers. If that XL pipeline was still in production, it was still being constructed, there would be a lot more oil being produced in this country and a lot more domestic oil being refined into gasoline. Absolutely. it, 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 it meanwhile such the short sighted answered by Saki. Y- yes, the the expert, if
1: not genius, Elon Musk says. Now remember, yeah. he's battery cars. He's even saying we should increase oil production. Uh, that says it all.
0: Yeah, Jared Bernstein, White House Council of Economic Advisors, had him on the show on Friday, uh, Friday afternoon. He he was on to talk about the jobs data, which was very good, by the way. Uh, wages eh. but we talked, I, I said there, you know, the majority of Americans want this country to be energy independent. Why aren't we, why, why aren't we taking steps to get back to that? And, um, uh, he said, well, there's many different avenues to take to that. And he went straight to solar and he went straight to wind. He just, the idea of, uh, of bringing fossil fuels, with crude produced from this country is just it it's it's not gaining any traction now we can bring fossil fuels in from saudi arabia venezuela and iran and even russia but don't don't get them from here right look where that mentality has europe
1: right now yeah in a in a a, Closely defined box, uh, so much so that they're going to have a hard time getting out of it. Right, and Russia, Russia knows that, and we okay. gave all the signals to Putin, uh, energy and and other signals, Afghanistan, et cetera, to do what he's doing, Chip. Uh,
0: yeah, one sixteen fifty right now on the front month crude oil futures. Uh, so backing off a little bit more from the highs, but uh, again, they were up to one thirty eight fifty in the overnight. I think everybody understands our frustration on this subject, Jim. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on. Okay. Um, we do have a question
1: on: Has there been any noise? The words he used uh, around Whip Plus on the crop side, right. well, on the livestock side, Vilsack told us on AgriTalk and other venues that by uh, by March, which we're here they would have the first installment tranche, if you will, on the livestock side. So I'm going to have to check into that. And he had indicated April or May for the initial installment of WIP Plus for 2020 and 2021 crops. So, you know, we'll check into that.
0: Yep. Okay. Very good. Uh, let, let's talk the latest on Russia and its invasion of Ukraine, because now it looks like Poland may help out Ukraine with some fighter jets, but the only way that that Poland will be willing to do that is if the U.S. agrees to backstop Poland if any of the equipment is lost. So in other words, if we get into that agreement with Poland, aren't we engaged? Uh, yeah, we are, but I think it's a,
1: you know... Um, mm. As a member of uh, NATO, we should probably do it. That's just my personal yeah. uh, opinion. And they actually Ukraine, I hate to you know pronounce uh, Ukraine should have had the weapons before. And okay. again, I, I I'm an equal opportunity finger pointer, but two times in the Biden administration, they held off sending NATO help in the military end to. Uh, Ukraine for fear of upsetting Putin. Now we saw how that was successful two times and after Afghanistan and later. Uh, So that was a mistake.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, obviously so. Uh, Obviously so is a mistake. Uh, What do you make of the, uh, what do, you, what do you make of those that are questioning President Putin's sanity?
1: I, I can't tell. I can, all I can quote are people who have met with him over the years. And my best person to, to watch is Condoleezza Rice mm-hmm. uh, under the Bush okay. administration. She has says something has changed with him. And you have a number of other people who, who again, have met with him. But I'll just leave it to that, Chip. Uh, okay. just, he, but he's going bases of Putin history and Russia. They're brutal. They're doing the Syrian thing. They just pummel you. The New York Times on their digital site all weekend had a very hard to look at picture of Russia killing you know, citizens without any weapons on them. And so this is the beginning of the brutal stage. This is just not going to get any better anytime soon until Putin gets what he wants. That's just Putin
0: 101. Right, right. Uh, So the timeline on this is is lengthy.
1: It's months, not weeks, Mm -hmm. and months at a minimum is what kind of the experts are telling me not weeks, months and that gets into remember our linkage with the production of yeah. uh, U- U- Ukraine uh, wheat corn barley, sunseed and a host of uh, other implications to the marketplace
0: right well and the uh, that perhaps perhaps the quickest resolution to all this would be if the Russian people would rise up somehow get him, Yes. And there are have been hackers, the
1: anonymous group in Russia got on their television and showed pictures of the war. Now that was interesting. So they're, yeah. they're an equal opportunity pointer with some of their cyber uh, warfare to show you how they can get into the system. And you're seeing thousands of uh, Russians protesting and, and being locked up. So it yeah. that has begun chip. Uh, the concern some people have expressed is even if you
0: got it, uh, Putin, who would follow Putin? Right, right, yeah, yeah. Usually, I'm I'm more uh, uh, more leery of who would step up to take somebody's place like Putin. Yeah. In this case, I think I'm willing to roll the dice. Yeah, because hmm. it'll it be the
1: military people that yeah. are in control of the country. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah um let's talk trade russia belarus uh going to lose their their preferential trade status huh
1: yeah canada was the first on this permanent uh, mfn uh and uh, w- uh we're going to follow as well as the eu i believe and that's there's your domino steps on as as this thing continues we have to uh, keep ratcheting as russia ratches up their Dastardly maneuvers. We have to increase the pressure on them. But by we, I mean the U.S. and our allies.
0: Right. Uh, okay. One last thing on on Russian trade because I can't I can't believe how uh, how little time we've got left here for for this morning. Uh, but let's talk about fertilizers real quick. Uh, you know, it, it
1: was interesting in my interviews over the weekend. At least the trade analysts don't think the fertilizer is going to have much impact on, on acreage. That, that surprised me. So I don't know whether they don't understand the situation or caught unaware, but that, that came through loud and clear to me. But I'll tell you, I talked to a number of other people, including in the co-op, industry that uh, are telling me some of their orders have been canceled uh, for herbicides and, and, uh, uh, other chemicals. So I think that's another shoe to fall later this year, Chip.
0: Yeah. We're going to have to watch that closely. Uh, as far as the cost of the fertilizers go 635, December 22 corn features have returned uh, not all of the margin, but they've returned some of the margin to the increase in, in fertilizer prices. But, Uh, you know, a higher corn price doesn't make that fertilizer available. And that's the big concern. Is it going to be there if they need it? Absolutely. Those are the big, and we're not going to know that until uh, Uh, what another month, I would think another month. Right. Okay. Uh, Let's go to China because there's increasing speculation that, that China is just taking notes on what is happening with Russia and ukraine and basically saying putin did this right putin did this wrong and is learning from russia on how to make an advance on taiwan
1: yes and they had a top official in china over the weekend at their party congress by the way which uh set a gdp growth rate of five and a half percent if i recall uh they made it clear that this is not the same situation as ukraine and they also reacted i i thought uh former uh U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo uh, Friday said the U.S. should formally recognize Taiwan as a country. Boy, I just thought that was a big uh, uh, statement. And it didn't take long for China to issue a stern rebuke, uh, rebuke, Chip. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. Check the timing before you make statements like that. Yeah. And, and maybe maybe read the room. Uh but it's uh, it is something that we're going to continue to watch for here and and see if there's going to be any advancement of what Xi calls his one China principle. So yes, and and you that. saw
1: Friday news broke that uh, the Biden administration, really by law, has to review those prior uh, tariffs we put on on China, right. and and I think some of them will be. Uh, modified, but not all of them. Because again, we're caught in a box on on China because if he reduces too many of them, Biden, I mean, uh, he, he will be seen as weak on China. So they don't want that at all.
0: All right, final five here, Jim, you ready? Yeah. Congress has got to come up with a spending package for 2022 by Friday. Either they'll kick
1: the can down the road again or they'll get it done. Again, most of my readers tell me uh, they fully expect this will eventually happen, that they'll come to an agreement. They've had about a year to do so, Chip. And I had to laugh at some headlines that said <clears throat> uh, lawmakers rush to get a budget deal done (laughs) Uh, just just i don't want to get too negative on our lawmakers they mean well they just don't get their work done uh and now this is tied into additional aid to ukraine and the white house wants still more billions of dollars for covid aid of which they have billions of dollars remaining uh from the uh uh america rescue plan that was passed about this time last year remember the 1.9 trillion dollars and that money is going to be used to shore up obamacare so that yeah. that throws all sorts of problems jim
0: well it throws more money into the money supply and we've already got inflation that's running that's that's eating up the wage growth that we've got out there jim It's uh it it doesn't it make the situation worse? It does make it worse. And again,
1: to tie knots uh, again, to, to tie in, to complete the linkages, look at the food price situation. Yeah. The United Nations FAO came out record record food price, uh, the, the increase is just makes you uh, hold your breath. Whatever USDA's food price forecast is, it's too low. And we're going to see them ratcheted higher. And this is what the White House does not understand, that food price inflation is going to continue. But now look at the foreign policy implications of that. History shows that the Mideast and Northern Africa revolt. Uh, to their governments if, uh, if, if it's hard to get food or if the prices get too high. And we're going to see both of them later on this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those revolts that could take place. And, and food is the number one trigger uh, when, when we talk about that. Okay. Uh, Supreme Court this week is going to consider whether to hear California's Prop 12 case. Again, Again, it seems like a week
1: doesn't go by. The parlor game here in Washington is who will announce the decision first? The Supreme Court on Prop 12 on California or EPA announcing final details on the Renewable Fuel Standard Program. So it's got into the joke arena. I just hope reason prevails on the Proposition 12 because, again, if the Supreme Court doesn't accept to review that situation... Look at the signal that gives to other groups, Chip, who are anti-production agriculture in this country. That's the template that they will be used to come at U.S. agriculture.
0: Right, right, okay. Uh, you know, well, I. I'm just going to leave the last question open. What else do you have to watch this week?
1: Well, you you'll be at Commodity Classic. I yep. really think that's a trade show myself. But uh, is. we'll see if if Vilsack will be there, right? Yes. Okay. So I, I would be cued to that. That would be the lead as far as any any other developments because he sat in on that cabinet meeting what friday so i i sure. think that's your lead uh, uh, item out of, out of that one and just the ten, tenor of farmers attending that meeting uh kind of ground truth that one so it does come at a, at a at a good time other things this week well we have the wasdi as i said on march the 9th we should see uh, increases in some exports of U- u.s products and we're going to see that carryover probably go down in a number of, uh, you know, know, crops. So those are the two. And as we've already talked about, the continuing resolution on March the uh, 11th is the latest uh, stopgap spending feature, but that'll eventually get done. And uh, again, to wrap up, I think we'll have an announcement on the embargo of U.S. of uh, Russian oil. Uh, Those are a lot of big things there.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you this, Jim. I was in Grand Forks, uh, North Dakota last week talking with the group of farmers up there and there is no commitment to an acreage mix at this point none open wide open wide open yeah wide open come and bid it come and bid for their acres and uh if they if if the sunflower market bids hardest then they'll go sunflowers if it's flax flax barley barley corn corn beans beans mm. edible beans are in the mix yes um uh, it, it's a it's wide open up north on on the acreage mix at this point and you know chip i want to say on this omnibus spending bill that we'll see either
1: this week or next week i'm going to look at any there won't be many major policy writers on that but i want to see whether whether they slip in anything on the fertilizer situation i'm not predicting that but I know right. the good rice industry has asked for aid because of all the crops they have not appreciated in price near to the degree it, it, uh, that other other commodities have. Right. So I'm going to look for that. I'm going to look for maybe further language on the WIP Plus program and, and other things. So uh, I'll have to read the language again to see if there's any surprises in the omnibus spending bill.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Good stuff. All right. Guess who we've got on the show this morning? Who? Tom Sal. Tom Best Okay. He's a good guy. He's a good guy.
1: Always uplifting. So if you want to get get a a little positive news, uh, the the only positive news I have this week is that the new owners of CNN is, is wanting to take them to a more neutral position in their reporting. Now, if that's the case, that's that's very good news. That that's going to be a
0: hard. That's that's a hard pull.
1: Yeah. <laughs> on lemon neutral. I'm yeah. Gonna have to be on a four o'clock
0: a.m. Show. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Good stuff, Jim. Have a great week, everybody. Keep watching for those signals.